Well, welcome back, everybody. It is um, the week of May 11th, and I'm here with Phil Harwood. How are you today, Phil? I'm great. How are you, Leslie? I'm well. I'm well. Cool. Thank, thank you for asking. And uh, we are here to discuss this week's blog, and it's all about keeping score. So mm-hmm. um, for someone like myself, who, of course, I'm, I'm a Clifton Strengths geek, and competition comes to mind immediately when you talk about keeping score, I have to, I'm going to start off by asking a question of you, because I know that, that you have a lot of great points surrounding this. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a winner? Well, it's kind of a loaded question, and I think that, it is. Um, you know, <laughs> it depends on the circumstance. Um, and winning isn't always, um, being the winner isn't always just simply whoever has the highest score uh, in whatever endeavor of life you're, you're talking oh, yeah. about here. And, you know, keeping score or scorekeeping, you know, those can have negative connotations in interpersonal relationships. You know, you think about, you know, coworkers or spouses or, you know, um, siblings who are scorekeeping, right? They're not letting go of things and trying to one-up each other. So there's a there's a side of this in when we think about interpersonal relationships where, you know, scorekeeping and trying to outdo one another isn't healthy and, and isn't good. But, but the fact of the matter is we do it inherently. We do it out of our own human nature, our humanness. So, and I actually touch on that in the blog, even though okay. it's a very brief blog. I mean, we are kind of driven to keeping score, whether it's healthy or unhealthy. Obviously, you know, in my blog, I'm talking about in a business context and I'm really moving toward a, a healthy way of keeping score. Yeah. So I, I love that because I think it's important. You know, we've, we've all kind of, um, well, I shouldn't say we all have, but many, um, people have realized that everybody's a winner philosophy may not necessarily be really good for long-term outcomes being positive and being all that they can be, but there is a healthy way to approach keeping score or measuring what people are doing in the workplace. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about what that looks like in terms of kind of the corporate side, the personal side, um, or the personal employee side? Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, you touched on something, and I just want to comment on it very briefly. I do talk about in the blog this idea of everyone's a winner, everyone gets a trophy, so let's not keep score. Well, yeah, that's always been a bad idea because <laughs> everyone's going to keep score no matter what, <laughs> or or they're just going to if if there's a forced non-scorekeeping scenario where people are going to want to keep score, it, it's just not going to feel good for anyone. It's going to be very artificial, and that's going to really drive uh, lack of performance, which is not what we want. Whether it's our personal lives or in our business lives. We want to achieve things, right? So we do want to set goals and and measure ourselves against those goals. And so that's kind of the healthy side of this is is having an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, articulating a goal, and then being aware of where you are relative to that goal. 
and informing the people who are involved in that where we're at as well. So everyone can work together. We can address the problems that are in our way, the obstacles, the challenges, or sometimes the goal has to change, or sometimes we're, we realize we're pursuing the wrong endeavor entirely and we need to stop and go focus on something else. The goal wasn't even a good, you know, it sounded like a good thing a year ago, but now it's not relevant. We need to go somewhere else. What we don't want to do is compare ourselves to our neighbors, everyone else, the next person in line, you know, whatever the metric is. Um, oh, we yeah. want to, we really want to focus on the goals. That's, that's the healthier way of approaching this. Yeah, that I'm. I'm so glad you said that because there is a huge difference between comparison and measuring yourself against a goal, um, against something that you really wanted for yourself in terms of achievement for a week, a month, a year. Um, measuring yourself against that is so much different than comparing yourself to your coworker, um, or even you know a, an owner or a manager. You want to be able to. Keep that focused on the healthy side of mm-hmm. measurement, and um, instead of cor- scorekeeping, keeping keeping a tally, keeping a score mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um, so, what are your thoughts if you if you want to say something about how a company shares metrics? Yeah. So, in a business environment, the same thing happens. We tend to want to compare ourselves to other businesses. So we look at benchmark reports, benchmarking reports. We look at our peer group members, if we're in a peer group mm-hmm. or just people we've met. And we, we try to compare our financial results or our turnover rates or whatever it is, our um, you know retention rates with our clients, whatever the metric is. We try to see what everyone else is doing. And if we're doing a little bit better than everyone else, maybe we feel good. But that's not really the right, I don't want to say the right. There is some value in doing that. But it's way more valuable to have a goal and have a budget, have a plan, and be looking at that. That should be the primary focus. How are we tracking compared to what we were hoping to achieve this quarter, this year, this decade, whatever it is? Right. And so when you think about companies, I love this balanced scorecard approach. And this is why um, I was inspired to write the blog and inspired to put up a, an entire course on keeping score oh. is to really help people understand this idea of a balanced scorecard, how leadership teams can adopt that philosophy of a balanced scorecard and uh, what some of those specific metrics should be within that balanced scorecard for a leadership team. Then I also go into specific kind of functional areas of the business and talk about some some metrics that would that would be uh, applicable in our industry for um, operations, for finance, for sales and marketing, and those types of things. So um, the details of what those metrics are. Um, I would really direct people toward the course in Grow, on Grow the Bench yeah, yeah. called Keeping Score, where I really walk through all that in a lot of detail. It's probably way beyond the scope of our podcast here. Oh, for sure. And and something else that comes to mind immediately, because this is just, I'm always tuned toward what I know about strengths-based business 
and strengths-based success, understanding metrics and the companies that share them fairly with their employees. They build trust, stability, and hope for the future when they do that. Um, Even when things aren't looking terrific, um, people do better when they understand where they're at. With the company and with themselves um, personally, and you know how they kind of measure up within the corporate setting. So, this is uh, I'm excited to learn that you've got something new surrounding this because mm-hmm. keeping um, a measurement that's healthy and good and sharing that with employees is super good for the health of, of a company. Yeah, and Leslie, I don't know if you've ever worked in an organization that didn't keep score of anything, where there was just no metrics because it was private information, or the office just didn't have the wherewithal to, you know, share metrics that were accurate, and just get just didn't have the ability to get those numbers out to people. It wasn't that they were intentionally holding on to them; they were just so busy with everything else they could never do it. Um, but I've worked in those companies, and I've consulted with lots of companies where nobody has any clue about any numbers. Everyone just shows up every day with a smile on their face. They do the best they can do every day and they go home. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And I just think that's really a shame. Don't you think that's risky too? I mean, you really, you really don't know how you're doing year over year. And honestly, I, I have worked in organizations that were not transparent about those things, and it created fear um, mm-hmm. within the, you know. Because the, you don't know. Yeah, you, you have d- no idea where, where anything stands. Exactly. It's important to have some idea, like I said, even if it's not like the best case scenario, because then you have something to work against and something to work for. It's actually inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah. This is good stuff. So go keeping score. Okay. I think, Phil, you cut out. Will you repeat that again, please? I said, go check out the course on Grow the Bench called Keeping Score. That's perfect. Thanks so much. For some reason, we had a little glitch there. Okay. Everybody have a great week. You too, Phil. And we'll talk again in the next couple of weeks. Thank you.